0: Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future homebuyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of homeownership a reality. Visit chrissawyerannie maccom Email him at csawyer at annie mackcom or give him a call. 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345. Corporate NMLS number 338923. AnyMAC Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender. American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC. DBA, AnyMAC Home Mortgage. lo Act. Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent. License Lender Broker Number, ML338923. Massachusetts Mortgage Lender and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC338923. Rhode Island License Lender. License Number, 20112810L. Call for additional details. Jones first down.
1: Wide open, it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is, ava- is availability. Saquon Barkley... He's great when he's on the field, but the problem is, since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this.
0: They lob it, so he taps it in off
2: the glass. How
0: about
2: that? Morger, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball. Hands down. Finch two for three. He's done his part.
0: Pitch is drilled to deep
1: right field toward the pole, and it is... God, they don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball. Because the Yankees are not They're even close to the best organization in baseball.
2: they are trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees.
1: difficulties and uh, we are here this is week one of the NFL season we have started week one is begun and it's a we got a big matchup tomorrow night between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Detroit Lions uh, you look at the Lions they 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 almost made the playoffs last year and obviously the Kansas City, comes, Kansas City Chiefs come in as defending champions so this should be a really good game between the two teams obviously the Chiefs won't have Chris Jones the Lions are not going to have uh, Travis Kelsey so no, I mean, I mean the Chiefs won't have Travis. Kel- it's probably not gonna have Travis Kelsey. So this should be a really, really should be a really, really good game between between these two teams. And uh, I think this is gonna be a competitive game. I think it's gonna be a game that both offenses are gonna score. I think both offenses are gonna score a lot of points in this game. And but even though the Chiefs don't have Travis Kelsey, I think they're gonna score points as well. So I think it's gonna be a really, really close competitive game between these two teams. Uh, But in the end, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I'm going go with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs run the football with Pacheco. I think even without. Uh, even without Patrick Mahomes, I think he. Even without uh, Travis Kelsey, I think Patrick Mahomes is a really, really big game. There was a couple touchdown passes. I do think the Lions move the ball too. I think the Lions run the ball really, really well. I think they do a really good job there. And I do think that Jared Goff plays well, but I do think he makes a big, this big mistake. And he has not played well at home on the road as he has at home. That's why I got the Chiefs win on opening night, thirty to twenty-seven over the Lions. But Justin can Campbell and the Lions pick up where they left off last year and pull an upset on opening night.
2: I don't think so. I got the Chiefs thirty-one to twenty-three. You're asking a Lions team that started off one six last year. I know they played better down the stretch, but this is a team that in week seventeen gave up thirty-six points to the Panthers. And Andy Reid and company have had have had four months of prep for this game. He hasn't lost a, um, a week one game since two thousand fourteen. Everyone knows how good he is off of bye. And I think with since, since you know Patrick Mahomes been the starting quarterback in week one, they've averaged over thirty points in week one. So. You're asking the Lions' defense to, uh, you know, a lot of hype and, I, yeah, and even without Kelsey, you know, I expect some guys to step up like a Sky Moore, and um, the rookie Rashid Rice out of SMU. I, he was a big play threat for the Mustangs last year. I, I expect the Chiefs' offense to roll against the Lions. Yeah, you know, and again, I think Jared Goff will have some success in this game because the secondary is not great for Kansas City. We know that, so like I think uh, St. Brown could have, a, could have a huge day for Detroit. Be interesting what they do with um, Gibbs and David Montgomery out the backfield. I think they could have big games, um, especially especially because sounds like Chris Jones isn't going to be there. But I got the Chiefs at home. I I can't pick against them even with Travis Kelsey being out of this game.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, you can't go against Kansas City, especially with Kelsey being out of the game. But the I mean, we don't know if he's out yet, but it looks like he's going to be out. But yeah. here's the here's here's the big question for Kansas City: Who is going to be a, say? Let's say they don't play. Who's going to be a bigger loss for the Chiefs, Travis Kelsey or Chris Jones? Who do you think would be a bigger loss for them tomorrow night? I definitely think it's going to be Chris Jones because Chris Jones can get to the quarterback, he, he can stop the run, he could do both those things. Travis Kelsey, yes, he's great, but look who the quarterback is—Patrick Mahomes. So I definitely think the the big loss, the big loss for the Chiefs, the bigger loss for the Chiefs is going to be is going to be uh, Chris Jones. I, I think I know Travis Kelsey is outstanding, but I definitely think Chris Jones will be the bigger loss.
2: Yeah, I agree. It's got to be Chris Jones because he is so good. Again, pressure on the quarterback. Um, and, again, that secondary is not great for Kansas City. And, yeah, with with Kelsey, you know, yeah, he's one of the best tight ends of the game. And with Patrick Holmes on the other side, yeah, he can make other guys – he can make other wide receivers better around him. Um, you know, again, he put up as good numbers as he did with, you know, after he lost Tyree Kill last year, you know, when he went to Miami. So, yeah, you know, it doesn't really matter who's out there wide receiver-wise or tight end what why is Patrick Mahomes he's going to put up numbers and especially against a Detroit defense like this you know I don't think Kansas City's going to have too many problems figuring out because they did play a little bit in the preseason like you know I think they put in two to three games so you know I don't expect the Chiefs either to have too much for us offensively
1: oh no 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 I, 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 don't think the will have, I don't think the Chiefs will have that much rust yeah they won't have Travis Kelsey, but look at who they, at who they got a quarterback. And I think Pacheco's the big key in the game. Pacheco's the big key. If Pacheco runs for over 100 yards, I think the Chiefs win the game.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with it because, yeah, I think time possession, I think they'll be able to win um, Pacheco the year he had. And, yeah, the Lions were horrible at stopping the, the run last year. I think they gave up in that Panther game 30 yards rushing to him. You know, so, yeah, I know the Lions think they got a little bit better defensively. You know, we'll see. This is going to be a huge test for them. But, yeah, I, I agree. Pacheco have a big game on the ground. And Mahomes to use play action off of that. And the Lions are kind of, you know, they don't, you know, they don't know what's coming. It's going to be a long day for Detroit's defense.
1: Oh, uh, still, Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It should be a really good game though. I think Detroit, you know, this, this is this, a lot of people thought, you know, them picking the Lions to open the season was a little controversial, but look at the way Detroit played last year. They won uh, eight of their last 10 games. They were playing really, really well at the end of the season season. So, and you could argue if they got in the playoffs, they might've made some noise. So, I don't mind this choice of the lions playing in the opening game.
2: No, I don't either. It's going to be a high scoring game. Um, you know, which always makes things more exciting. Yeah. You know, the Lions too, there's so much hype and for the first time in a while that there's, you know, there's that, you know, there's some noise about Detroit and they should make the playoffs. They should win that division this year. So yeah, I don't mind either Detroit's one of these kind of up and coming scenes we'll, we'll kind of figure it out the way they finished last year. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't mind this one either at all for being the opening night one.
1: Oh no 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 no! So so it should be a really really good game between the two teams. Should be a really competitive game between the two teams, and 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 it's really exciting. The season starts tomorrow night between these two. Yes, the Chiefs are gonna probably not gonna have Jones or Kelsey, but it should be a really good game. Uh, should be a really good game regardless of that.
2: Yeah, it absolutely should be. Um, two teams. Yeah, with the Chiefs again going for another Super Bowl. Um, another run. Yeah. You know, I, I think the Chiefs will be, will be able to take care of business, but with Troy's offense, I, you know, they'll definitely be able to keep up. And I expect this one to, um uh, you know, be a good one to come down the fourth quarter.
1: Absolutely. 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 Now we'll move on to the big, it's uh, probably the biggest game of week one and that's Aaron Rodgers' first game with the jets as the bills, the team that has won the AFC East the last three years take on the jets this week. Uh, this, this should be a really competitive game. I think it should be a really close game. But I do think the difference in this game is going to be the running game of the Jets. I think Dalvin Cook is going to have a big game on the ground. I think Brees Hall will help if he plays. And I do think the Jets the, the, the Jets will do a better job getting to Josh Allen, and the Bills will getting to uh, Aaron Rodgers. I think Von Miller being out is going to be a loss. Von Miller, he's out the first four weeks. He's on the pup list. That's definitely going to be a loss. I think I think that uh, I think that uh, the uh, the Jet defense getting to Josh Allen is going to be crucial in the game. I think that. Uh, I think that both teams will move the ball, but I do think the Jets will get touchdowns and the Bills will get field goals. And I think that'll be the difference in the game. And I got the Jets winning Aaron Rodgers, home opener over the Bills, 27, 23, but Justin can the Bills win their seventh straight over the Jets.
2: I think they do. I think the Bills beat them 24 to 20. I know there's, you know, there's some maybe drama going on right now in Buffalo. Um, But the thing I've been kind of saying all all offseason with Jets is they haven't played a lot. I know they had the one drive in the preseason, um, but I think you're going to see some rust. And I worry about that Jets offensive line. You know, I know you mentioned Von Miller's not going to play, but, you know, I think there's some question marks with that Jets offensive line right now. And I think the Bills are going to be able to get pressure on Aaron Rodgers. And I know Aaron Rodgers is good at kind of, um, you know, he's pretty good at avoiding, um, avoiding sacks and he can kind of roll out and um, – you know, kind of make, you know, make some plays on the run, but um, look, I, you know, I, I still think maybe this Jets team has struggled a little bit early on. And again, you know, ha, you know, being on 9-11, it's going to be, a, obviously it's an emotional day, you know, here in the U.S., but especially in New York, and how does a young team kind of handle that? And I, I think that's where, you know, maybe a little bit of struggle early on for the Jets, and I think the Bills find a way to go go down to New York and, um, you know, be, beat the Jets in week one.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be a good game. I, and, and for all off-season long, I had the I had the uh, Bills winning the division. But seeing the issues with Diggs and Allen, still still are, still are issues. Seeing that Fon Miller's on the pup list, seeing the Jets added some talent, seeing that the Jets added Dalvin Cook, I ended up picking the Jets to win the division. But this is a big. This is even though it's Week One, this is a huge game. This could be a game that could that could determine you know the division. This game could really. This game could definitely factor into who wins the division. So even though this is a Week One game, this is still a really really big game.
2: Yeah, it is because, you know, um, the Jets, you know, if they want to win this division, this is a game where you have to beat the Bills at home because it's going to be going, it's going to be, go- it's going to be tough to go up to Orchard Park and knock them off. And, um, you know, with the Jets early, kind of with the Jets schedule here early on, you know, it, it's going to be, t- it's going to be tough. And, you know, you may have to make up some ground in Buffalo, um, you know, early on, if, you know, you kind of start out, you know, three and three, something like that. So, yeah, for the Jets, they want to get off to a fast start and they want a chance to win that division because it's tough to go on the road and win three playoff games, especially in the AFC where there's so many good quarterbacks. And again, you know, you're not walking to Kansas City. And be, it's going to be I know it's Aaron Rodgers, but it's still going to be, very, you know, be very tough for Aaron Rodgers. That Jets team to go into, you know, in the Arrowhead Stadium in January, and knock off them home. So, yeah, home field, is, you know, win this division would be huge.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and 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 the Bills—they are the kings of the AFC East. They have won the AFC East the last three years. We know the Jets got Aaron Rodgers, but it's their division until somebody dethrones them. I think this is a year where they're, as I said last week, I think this is a the year they're going to be dethroned. But I definitely could see them winning it for the fourth straight year because of their continuity. I just think the, the the issues with this team, and I think the reason they don't win on Monday night is because their offensive line's a little shaky. I think the Jets, who have such a deep defensive line, are going to get pressure on Josh Allen. I don't trust the Bills running game at all and uh and I think that I think that Aaron Rodgers he, he looks rejuvenated. He looks rejuvenated with this new team. Kim and Garrett Wilson, that's a great combination. And I think they 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 both have really good games on Monday night. I think it's a close game, but I, as I said earlier, I think the Jets win the win it close uh on Monday night.
2: Yeah, I could totally see that happening, you know. The Jets being able to pull it off um but yeah I I like the experience of the Bills I know they've been together a little bit you know they've been together longer here than the Jets and you know big game and all this kind of excitement you know I I feel like too whoever loses this game you know Tuesday morning is kind of going to be like a the sky is falling for either one of these two fan bases whoever loses this game so yeah you know I could see the Jets pulling this off as well it should be a good one it's you know that's why the, the line is two and a half like it should be a one possession game and you know, right now I'll, I'll take Josh Allen and that team to kind of figure it out and you know go down to MetLife and back off the Jets.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, it should be a really good game. You got the Bills winning their seventh straight against the Jets. I got the Jets. I got the Jets winning the game, winning on opening night. So it should be a really good game between these two teams. But we'll, but we got another game, big game at MetLife Stadium this week, and that is between the Cowboys and the Giants on Sunday Night Football. And I think this is another really really close competitive game. But I think the difference in this game is I think the Giants will be the team that runs the ball better and utilizes their running back better. I think Saquon Barkley have a pretty good game, pretty good game on the ground, but I also think he's going to have a good game uh, through the air. I think that uh, I think that's going to open things up for Darren Waller, for Daniel Jones, and Darren Waller up play action. I think they have they have good games. I do think Dak Prescott plays pretty well. But I do think the Giant defense, Wicks defense, forced him to make a mistake. And I think that's going to ultimately be the difference of the game. I think the, the Giant defense is going to contain Tony Pollard. I think they're going to force Dak to make that big mistake. So I think, and I think Daniel Jones is going to play well. I think Saquon Barkley is going to play well. I think Darren Waller is going to play well. I think it's going to be a really, really close game. I think a big key for the Giants in this game is they got to get the running game going with Saquon Barkley. They can't make it like... They can't not be able to run the ball and, and let Lawrence and uh, Micah Parsons have their way. If Lawrence and Parsons have their way, it could be a very, very long night for the Giants. But what I do think the Giants are going to be able to do and why I think they're going to win this game they're going to be able to run the ball really well because Dallas' run defense isn't that good. So I think they're going to be able to run the ball really well. And I think and I, and I think they're going to force, da- force a turnover from Dak. Uh, so in a really, really close competitive game, I got the Giants beating Dak for the first time since 2016. I got the Giants beating the Cowboys. 27 20 but Justin can Dak Prescott continue to own the Giants no I think the Giants
2: find a way to pull this one out 24 23 um you know for the Giants the last 13 division games are 210-1 and like you know you want to kind of take that next step you got to start knocking off some of these teams and having Dallas here at home would be a nice start to that um yeah you know again I expect Thibodeau to have a better you know kind of continue especially because he had he had a better he you know by the end of his rookie year, you know, Thibodeau um, started to kind of come into his zone. He started to play better towards the end of the year. Um, you know, I know the Giants need to kind of continue that. I know Tyler Smith, the, um, the the Cowboys tackle, might not play. I know he's questionable right now. That, that could be a huge help for the Giants to try to get some pressure off of Dak Prescott. Um, you know, Dallas got a new O.C. this year. You know, Tony Pollard first game coming off of the broken leg. Um, I think Daniel Jones got that contract. You know, they figured things out with Barkley. I think the Giants, um, you know, find a way to win this game, knock off the Cowboys. And, yeah, you know, it's a tough schedule for the Giants, as we've talked about. And I feel like this is a game where the huge be able to get it kind of, you know, you know, for momentum here going out to Arizona, San Fran the next couple weeks for a long West Coast trip. So I think the Giants do not defensively to get pressure on Dak. Yeah, I think he'll make a mistake or two. And Dana Jones, Saquon Barkley, the running game—you um, know—they'll knock off the Cowboys on Sunday night.
1: Yeah, it is definitely a big game. Yeah, it's definitely be big for them to get the opening win. Going into, obviously, it should be Arizona, but going going out to play San Francisco in a couple of weeks. It'd be big for them to win on opening night. Big for them for their confidence to beat, a team, to beat the Cowboys, to finally beat the Cowboys in an opening night game. Because I know Brian Dayball wasn't there. It's kind of irrelevant, but they've lost to Dallas a lot on these opening night games. And but more importantly, they lost to Dallas twice last year. And this is a team that Giants, if the Giants want to take the next level, get to the next level, this is a team the Giants have to beat to get to that next level. Level. If they don't beat this team, they're not going to get to that next level. So that's why this is a, a huge opening game for the Giants.
2: Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. You know, you got Dallas last year early on. They couldn't, you know, on the road to Dallas, weren't able to kind of beat, knock them off. And yeah, this, this is another one where, yeah, you kind of want to be taken seriously. And this is a spot too, where, you know, you want to finish the second place. You want it because, you know, I know Seattle is going to be right there too, for like that fifth wild card or for that, you know, um, first wild card spot. You want to probably face that NFC South winner. So I feel like this is a big one, too, for kind of, I know it's very early, but you want to kind of talk position, playoff positioning, too. That's kind of a big one where you kind of want that five seed. The the more than likely you're playing the NFC South team, which
1: could be, you know, 10-9 win team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, if, if you can, if you can, you know, if, yeah, say you one of the wild cards, you're like the uh, fifth wild card or like sixth or seventh wild card. It definitely makes a difference. That's a really, really good point there. It definitely makes a, a difference what, what wild card you are, because if, uh yeah, like you said, you can play the NFC South rather than playing like, you know, the Eagles and the Eagles or the 49ers in the first round. That definitely makes a difference. The five seed and the seven seed definitely makes a difference. Now going to the Cowboy side of things and Dak Prescott's had a ton of success against the giants throughout his career. Uh, the, the big question we it earlier, if he can continue to own them, we both don't think, think he will, but there is a good chance that he could have a huge, because he's played well against the giants throughout his career. There is a big chance that he could have a huge game on Sunday night.
2: Yeah, he absolutely could, you know, CD, CD lamb. I could see, um, you have a big day. I know, um, that Thanksgiving game, he went over for a hundred yards. Um, and I think, you know, he had eight catches for 87 the Monday night game. So, C.D. Lamb's kind of been somebody that can be very explosive, can have some big plays against the Giants Sunday night. Um, you know, so, yeah, you know, the Cowboys be interesting with the new new offensive coordinator as well, where, you know, last year they took a ton of deep shots. And I don't know if we're going to see as much as we did last year. Um, but, yeah, you know, look, um, the Giants secondary, you know, is better. But I think with that pass rush, I think the Giants defense did improve where, um, you know, if, if the Giants kind of rush them, make, make them, um, you know, kind of make them uncomfortable back there. I think the Giants have a really good chance.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's all about the Giants really getting pressure on Dak Prescott. That's gonna be the big key. That just Giants defense with Thibodeau, with uh, with Ojolari and Wick Martindale bring guys, bring pressure against Dak Prescott. That's gonna be the big key. If you can get pressure on Dak, I definitely think he's gonna be able to make mistakes. And if you can contain Cody Paul, he's definitely gonna make mistakes. But if they don't do those things, there's de- there definitely there's definitely a chance where Dak could have a really, really big game. But I but uh, at the end of the day, I think that the Giants are gonna get some pressure on Dak. I think they're gonna force him to make mistakes, and I just think the Giants run game with Saquon Barkley is going to be, that's going to be a difference. I think they're going to run the football better and the quarterbacks going to make less mistakes. That's why I think they come out with the win on Sunday night.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You know, I think Daniel Jones, yeah, makes enough plays. Saquon Barkley has a good game on the ground. Um, yeah. I think that defense put a pressure on them. I think, you know, that crowd Sunday night MetLife's going to be, you know, it's going to be a great atmosphere. Um, And yeah, I, I think they carried a the win and, you know, kind of, I feel like it is kind of big too, with the Giants, the off season, you know, Again, this team kind of getting better making the playoffs last year. I know it ended ugly against Philly, but, you know, there's some expectations for this team now, and you kind of don't want to go 0-1. I know you probably beat Arizona on the road, but then after that, it's at San Francisco at home, and, you know, then at Miami Buffalo. Like, those are not easy games after Arizona. So, like, they could go very south with a loss here. But, yeah, you kind of start with a win. You kind of feel – a little bit better about things, so yeah, the big one. I think the Giants find a, you know, we'll find a way to win that game.
1: Yeah, it should be a good one Sunday night against the Cowboys. Now we'll move on to your team, and you got the Eagles and the Patriots on Sunday, and they'll be honoring Tom Brady during that game. But moving on to the game uh, between the two teams, I think the Patriots actually play with them early. I think they're going to be able to establish a run against this Eagles defense. You saw teams that gave the Eagles trouble last year. You saw teams like the Commanders, and you saw teams like the uh, the Saints. We're able to run the football to give the Eagles trouble. I do think the Patriots will give them some trouble early. I think O'Brien will set up that short passing game with, with, with Mac Jones. I think they'll be able to you know, run the football with Zeke Gilly and Ramondre Stevenson early in this game. But the issue is going to be is, is third, fourth quarter, if they get down by two scores. And I think they are going to get down by two scores because I think – that Jalen Hurts is going to have a really good game against the, against the Pats defense. Yes, the Pats defense is good, but they struggle against good quarterbacks. They did last year. They've only, as I said earlier, they only beat one one active starting quarterback this season. That was Jared Goff. So I do think Jalen Hurts has a big game, and I do think the Eagles start to pull away uh, late third quarter, early fourth quarter, and that's why I got the Eagles going to one and zero and beating the Patriots twenty seven to sixteen. But Justin. Can the Pats pull the upset and start a Super Bowl hangover for the Eagles?
2: No, I don't think so. I, I think the Eagles find a way, twenty-four to sixteen. Um, look, I think their defense keeps them in there early. You know, um, we're kind of—it's a tough assignment here for this offense with the, with Bill Bryan coming as the new OC. You know how things offensively have changed. They didn't play a ton in the preseason. Um, you know, and two for this offensive line. You know, Riley uh, Reef. He's going to be, you know, um, he's going to be out till at least week five now. So, you know, this offensive line was a huge question mark. And, you know, now you're going up against a team that had 70 sacks last year. You know, they're going to get after Mac Jones. Matt Patricia, who's a defensive assistant coach with the Eagles, like he kind of he knows all the strengths and weaknesses of most of these skill guys. He knows the tendencies of Mac Jones. Like, you know, he's got a little bit of advantage there, too. So. You know, we'll see. Yeah, I think the Patriots have success around the football here. Um, You know, be interesting kind of, you know, I'm interested to see how they use Kendrick Bourne more this year because he's going to be more involved in this offense. Um, You know, we'll see how Juju Smith-Susser is kind of using in this offense. But I just don't think the Patriots offensively have enough to keep up with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. I think it would be too tough a task. Yeah, I think they could play for him right for a half. But um, I just – I. I don't think they have I don't think they have the offensive talent to keep up with Philly and that's that's what we have been saying all off all off season. They're just not gonna be able to keep up with
1: some of these teams that uh that have the offensive weapons like the Eagles do. So. And we definitely have. That's what we definitely have. That's why we were advocates of them going out and getting DeAndre Hopkins. This is a game that if they have a guy like a, a DeAndre Hopkins, are a number one receiver, that would really, really help this team because you know this is a game. This, this is a This is a tough offense to keep up with. I don't care how good the Patriots' defense is. Philadelphia is a really tough offense to keep up with. And if, they, and if they, this Patriot team is not built to play from behind. They are not. This has been the problem with them since Tom Brady is left. They are not built to play from behind. And and the, and the problem is their offensive line is not that good, especially at the tackle positions. So you, you're going to see guys like Joshua if they get if the Eagles get up by two scores. Uh, in the fourth quarter, you're going to see Josh White, you're going to see Hassan Rag. you're going to see those guys take over the game. So, I, yeah, this is this is the kind of game where the Patriots need needed that you know uh, number one receiver, or they needed a really good left tackle, and they don't have it. That's why I, don't, I, I I think they lose. They lose by two scores.
2: Yeah, I could totally see that happen. Yeah, they they get down in this game, and it's going to be very tough for them to come back in this game. Um, so yeah, you know, like again, like the Patriots have be, you know, they have a chance in this game. They're going to need a touchdown from their defense, their special teams, or they're going to need like a block punt. Like they're going to need something. They're going to have to have a couple of those plays go their way. And, you know, could it be possible? Yes. But against a team like Philly, I just, I don't know how possible that's going to, that's going to be in this game. So yeah, I I think, you know, I think the Eagles, yeah, find a way to get out of Foxborough, you know, with a victory.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I do. I do. Th- yeah, I do think they, uh, I do think the Eagles definitely uh, get out of Foxborough with the win. I, I, de- I definitely do. I think it's a, I, think it's, a, I think it's a competitive, I think it's a, I think it's a competitive game for a half, but I think eventually in the second half, the Eagles pull away and they start the season one and zero. Now we are going to go through the slate of games and we're going to start with a big game in Pittsburgh as the 49ers head to Pittsburgh to face the Steelers. For me in this game, I think this is this is a game where the Niners are going to mix Nick Boza because they, they can't – uh they, they they really have trouble uh, – they, they're going to have some trouble getting pressure on the quarterback, I feel like. I think Najee Harris will have a decent game. I do think Kenny Pickett will have a good game. Kenny Pickett played really well in the preseason. I think he has a really good game. I do think Brock Purdy plays okay. I think Christian McCaffrey has a pretty good, pretty good game – has a pretty good game receiving because the Steelers linebackers are a little iffy in coverage. I do think he does a, decent, does a decent job running the ball. I think this game comes right down to the end. I think it comes right down to the end. I do think it's going to come down to a Kenny Pickett game-winning drive. We saw that a lot last year. We saw it against mm-hmm. we saw it against the Raiders. We saw it against the Ravens. We saw Pickett have a couple game-winning drives last year. He saw it against the Colts. No, I don't think we saw it. No, 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 not against the Colts, but the Steeler, the, the uh, Raider game and the Ravens game. We saw it. So I think Pickett has a game. I think Pickett ends up having a game-winning drive. And I got the Steelers pulling the upset. I got the Steelers beating. The 49ers 23-20, but Justin can Brock Purdy can, can Brock Purdy prove that he should be the 49ers starter and start this season with a win.
2: I'm with you on this one. I have the Steelers 20 to 16 as well. Um, for purdy, this is probably the best, you know, either that or that Eagles team he faced in the SC championship game briefly for his injury. Like this is going to be a really good defense that he's gonna face here. Um, and I, I think they, you know, we saw last year they they lost to Chicago on the road. I know that game was played in the monsoon out, you know, in Chicago and, you know, Lance got hurt, but they didn't, offensively didn't play well. You might not have George Kittle. I know he's questionable too. It sounds like you might not have Bosa, which could hurt, you know, and, and again, if, if they struggle early on it, Bur- Purdy struggles early on here, um, throw the ball. You know, I could see the like, Steelers kind of lining up and um, stacking the box here and, and um stopping, you know, trying to, you know, um, Keen on that run and, you know, McCaffrey, yeah, again, he's one of the best backs. I think he still could get some yardage. But um, the way that Steeler offense played in the preseason, I'm very high on of George Pickens and, um, you know, Pat Friermuth, you know, Darnell Washington, I think they, they could have good games in the receiving and, you know, good good games receiving wise. And I, I think the Seals at home find a way to knock off uh, the 49ers.
1: Yeah, it should be a good game, and I love the way the Steelers played in the preseason. That's why I got them knocking off the Niners on opening day. We got the Battle of Ohio this week as the Bengals travel to Cleveland to face the Browns, and I think this is a really competitive game. We all know that the, uh, that the Browns have given the Bengals a lot of problems. Joe Burrow has only beaten the Browns once in his career, and that was at the end of the year last year. But he was against Deshaun Watson, too, but Deshaun Watson wasn't playing that well at the end of the year. So I think this is a competitive game. I think that uh, the Browns run the ball well with Nick Chubb. I think Watson... Has a good game. I think Amari Cooper has a good game. I do think Joe Burrow is a good game, but he's—I don't know if he's 100%. And I do think he might have a turnover in this game. He might struggle a little bit, just like, not as bad as he did in the opener last year. But I think he might struggle a little bit in this game. This is now with Jim Schwartz is an aggressive Browns defense He's going to play a lot of man coverage. I think Miles Garrett will make some plays. Miles Garrett will definitely make some plays in this game. I think this Browns defense forces a turnover. And I got the Browns pulling the upset. I got another upset. I got the Browns winning this game in an upset. I got the Browns beating the Bengals 28-23. But, Justin, can Joe Burrow get his first win at First Energy Stadium?
2: Yeah, I got the Bengals win this one 24-21. Yeah, I think, you know, Burrow missing time during the preseason, obviously with that injury, um, the calf injury. I think, you know, you're going to see some rust here out of Cincinnati. Yeah, they struggled last year against the Seals. They had five turnovers that game. I think he got sacked, what, like five, six times. Like, you know, the offensive line's improved um for Cincinnati you know but I, I think in this game I you know I just I haven't liked what I've seen out of the Browns um offense so far in the preseason it was very up and down you know you read the reports about Watson kind of struggling during camp I I think Watson at over two and I think that and I think the Bengals capitalize off that and I'm not really high on the Browns I know last week I have finishing fourth in this division and I think Cincinnati is able to kind of take advantage I think they they play better than they did last year week one and I think they go go on the road and knock off the Browns this weekend.
1: We got the Cardinals going to Landover, Maryland to face the Commanders. First, uh, first game for the Commanders with the new ownership group. And I think this is going to be a win. I think it's going to be an easy win. And you know your team is bad when the Commanders have an easy win. I think Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson, they run the ball well. I think that Sam Howell actually has a pretty good game this game. And I do think the biggest thing is they force two or three turnovers from whoever plays quarterback. If it's Clayton Turn, if it's Joshua Dobbs, my guess it'll be Joshua Dobbs because he knows the scheme. But I think this is this is gonna be a blowout. And I got the commanders winning 27 to 9 over the Cardinals. Justin, I assume you got you got the same.
2: Yeah, I got Washington 23 to 14. Um, yeah, you know, as you mentioned, who knows who's gonna start for quarterback, but I don't think it's gonna matter. Um, I, I think this team will be very fired up. That fan base to be very fired up for the first, you know, as you mentioned, first game with the new ownership. So and I think two for Howell, I know this is a second career start, but it's a good kind of team here to break out against this year. You know, a Cardinals team that's not great to you know and, and on both sides of the ball. So yeah, I think he's gonna be able to have a big day. And yeah, I think they're be able to run the ball well. And I think the commanders take care of business here at home um against Arizona.
1: We got an NFC matchup in Minnesota as the Buccaneers take on the Vikings. And I think in this game, I think that Baker Mayfield, he actually plays a decent game because the Vikings defense is not good. I know Brian Flores is there, but this is also the Viking defense that lost Eric Hendricks. They lost Patrick Peterson and they lost Zaria Smith. So I think this is a Viking defense that is going to struggle, that is going to, that is going to, Baker Mayfield is going to have a pretty good game against. But I think the difference is, is I'm going to take the better quarterback. I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a good game and the Alexander Madison is going to have a good game. I think Justin Jefferson will eventually have a big game, too, as a result of Madison having a big game and Jordan Addison breaking out. I think this is just like every Vikings game is. I think it's a close game. I think it's a a game that comes down. It's a one-possession game. But in the end, I got the Vikings winning it 28-20 over the Buccaneers. But, Justin, can Baker Mayfield get a win in his first start as the Bucs starting quarterback?
2: No, I got the same score as you. Vikings winning 28-20. I think Baker's going to struggle – you know, because I think the Vikings aren't going to get pressure on him. And Baker kind of struggles when guys kind of are, you know, when he's uncomfortable there in the pocket, he, he tends to struggle. And, yeah, and I think the, the uh, Bucks are going to be behind in this game and are, are going to have to come back. And that means they're going to have to throw the football. And, yeah, I know it sounds like Mike Evans is going to play. They got do have Chris Godwin. Like, he does have some wide receivers that um can make some plays for him. But um, I, think, I think they're going to struggle – you know, offensively a bit. And I think that offensive of line is not great either for Tampa Bay. So I think Vikings will be able to get pressure on them. And I think the Vikings um, win this game at home.
1: We got Anthony Richardson making his first NFL start for the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Indianapolis Colts. I think this is, is going to be a game where the Jaguars win it big. I think Trevor Lawrence has a big game. I think that Travis Etienne has a pretty good game. And uh, and the biggest thing is, I think Anthony Richardson struggles, like he turns the ball over two or three times against this Jacksonville defense. I think, uh, yes, I didn't, I didn't mind how he, how he played in the preseason, but without Jonathan Taylor, I think it's going to be struggling against Anthony with uh, with for Anthony Richardson in this game. I think it's going to be a couple turnovers, but I, uh, so I think this is a blowout. I you know it's a division game. I think it's a blowout. I got the Jags beating the the Colts thirty to ten. But Justin, can Anthony Richardson pull off a major upset in his first NFL start?
2: No, I, I don't think he will. I got the Jack 27 to 17. Um, Yeah, I, you know, no Jonathan Taylor. And I just like, where are the weapons he's going to be able to throw the ball to? There's not, you know, there's there's nobody on that cold team without Jonathan Taylor that really kind of scares you. And I think Andy Rich is going to be in a struggle. We saw that offensive line. I know there's some, you know, good players on that offensive line, you know, like uh, Nelson and Ryan Kelly, but they really struggled last year. And I, I think, you know, he could be running for his life a little bit in this game. I think they they turned the ball over a couple of times. And you know, I, and I don't and I, I think Jacksonville's going to be able to uh, put up points against that defense. And I guess Jackson Jackson will win by two scores.
1: We got CJ Stroud making his first start on Sunday in Baltimore as the Texans travel to Baltimore to face the Ravens. And I think this game's a blowout, too. I think the Ravens will be able to run the ball. I think they 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 uh unveil unveil their new offense. I think has a lot of success with OBJ. And uh and say flowers. I think they have a lot of success. I think Lamar throws a couple touchdown passes. And I do think it's another rough day for CJ Stroud. It's just gonna be growing pains with these young quarterbacks. I think CJ Stroud throws a couple picks. I think that the Ravens win this. I think they win it pretty big. I think they win it big. I got the Ravens over the Texans 30 to 13. But I also asked the same question I asked for Anthony Richardson. Can CJ Stroud pull off a major upset for the Texans on Sunday?
2: Yeah, I don't you know, I I don't think he will. I got the Ravens won this one thirty one to seventeen. You know, the Texans off of the line I think is gonna Struggling this game and and you know they're you know Will Anderson can he be disruptive uh, on the other side for for Houston maybe but you know sounds like Tom Muck and that offense are going to be more up tempo this year sounds like they're going to you know they're kind of run their offense like um like Louisville did when Lamar Jackson was out playing with the Cardinals in college so you know I, I think maybe some struggles early on for Baltimore but I, I think they'll be able to take care of business and you know. I don't know Baltimore. The secondary is still not great. Though they're a little banged up right now, but I don't see who could kind of take advantage of that on this Texans' offense. Um, you know, so I I got Baltimore kind of on cruise control in in this one, with by two scores.
1: And we will move on to another rookie quarterback as we got an NFC South matchup in Atlanta as Bryce Young makes his first start as the Panthers take on the Falcons. And I think in this game, I think that Atlanta does what they want to do. I think I think Brian Burns being out is going to be is going to hurt the Panthers. I think Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier are going to have big games. and are going to be able to run the ball. I think Desmond Ridder is going to play well. He, that's going to help. I think the run game is going to help with play action uh, and, and get and that's going to get Kyle Pitts and Drake London involved. And I think, on the, again, just like with Stroud and just like with with uh, with uh, Anthony Richardson, I think there's going to be turnovers. I think there's going to be turnovers with these quarterback with with, with with these rookie quarterbacks. That's why I get the Falcons beating the Panthers
2: 27-17. Yeah, I get Atlanta uh, 21-14. And, you know, I think Atlanta this year, they're going to really want to run the football, kind of control the clock. And, you know, I, I think for the Panthers, if you want to win this game, you got to kind of force the Falcons, you know, in the passing situations on third down. And, um, and for Carolina, you know, could they stay ahead of the six in this one? I think it'd be tough. And, you know, I don't think Carolina's be able to slow down that running game enough in this one, you know, Bryce Young, could he make some plays, you know, I, again, like I thought he was pretty good in the preseason, but again, he just, you know, he was just under duress. It seemed like every time he dropped back. And I think that's going to be something we're going to see a lot this year, um, you know, for Bryce Young, but, um, I, I think they keep it close, but I, I think Atlanta finds a way to win that football game.
1: Now, we discussed all three rookie quarterbacks. The big question is, is, should all three be starting? And I'm going to say absolutely. I think they all three should definitely be starting. Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, that's obvious because they were the number one and number two pick. They definitely should be starting. The big question was, Was Anthony, should Anthony Richardson be starting? And watching him in the preseason, yes, the numbers weren't great, but they moved the ball. The Colts moved the ball. I think he did enough to start over Gardner Minshew. So I, I think all three of these rookie quarterbacks should be starting. Justin, you watched him. A ton in college, all three of these rookie quarterbacks. You probably watched almost every single start Anthony Richardson has made. Should all three of these guys be starting right now?
2: I'm going to kind of say it last week. Again, yeah, Young and Stroud, I think definitely should be. You, they're, they're the first, second overall pick. You got to throw them out there. They don't have, you know, they even know this is okay, but you're you you know, you're, you're going to start Stroud as a number one with two pick. With Richardson still, I, the 12 career starts, I think, like in a game like this, I think is gonna throw some stuff you know at him that he probably has not seen before. And I feel like Gardner is a is a he's a decent backup. Like he could start, you know, he could start a couple games and kind of just take it easy with Anthony Richards. Because I feel like if Richardson gets out to a very bad start these first two games or something, you pull him and tell him, Okay, Gardner's gonna go in for now, but it's like does that kill his confidence? Like, you know. I just feel like sometimes, you know, you, you got to, um, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to kind of let him go, you know, um, let him kind of watch the first couple of weeks, continue to learn. But look, you know, you did say, t- you know, they did move the ball a bit, you know, but I, I think he might struggle just because he had only 12 starts, you know, Bryson, you know, C.J. Stroud hit a lot more college ball than um, Anthony Richardson did. That's just the one thing. You know, like it, I was not high Mr. Risky being the number one two back, Cause yeah, he had a great year in North Carolina, but he never started before that. Like it was one year and you kind of see, you did see him struggle. Like, I, I just feel like sometimes these quarterbacks, they struggle early. They're don't, like, they just can't get their confidence back. And that's something I don't, you know, maybe male again, they know, they know more than I do, you know, in Indianapolis, you know, they've seen him more, you know, they've seen our practice every day, but I, I would have waited a couple of weeks.
1: I wouldn't have I would have started him. I just don't think Gardner Minshew, I think it's Gardner Minshew. It's not like he's been a below average quarterback throughout his career. So I, I I definitely would have started uh I think they're making the right move. I think they're making the right move starting Anthony Richardson. And I know he'll struggle. He's gonna take us, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna really gonna struggle in his first year, but I think it's gonna make him better as, as time goes on. And I think it's definitely gonna make him better as time goes on. That's why I think he should be the starter.
2: Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah, it could make him better. I feel like sometimes too it can make them make them worse and kind of you, you know you don't ever get that guy never gets his confidence back so, so yeah I, I see both sides of it you know if he wasn't number four overall pick you know his numbers weren't like they were good last year at Florida but it was a team that was six and seven like it was not a great football team last year like I you know so th- that's where me you know I I know the ceiling is very high on him but the floor is very low and that's where I'm like okay. You could get that low flooring here if you start them too soon. And that's kind of where I'm a little
1: bit worried about. Yeah, we'll be debating this all year long if Richardson should be starting or not. But we'll move on to the slate. – we'll get back to the slate of games. And we got the Titans traveling to New Orleans on Sunday. And I think this is a close competitive game. But I think, again, the difference in this game is going to be is the running game of Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry is going to have a really big game on the ground because the Saints well, – what the Saints did not do well last year on defense to stop the run. They really didn't improve it that much this off season. This is this is this is a Saints team that tr- struggled stop in the run. So I think that Derek Henry has a big game, and I do think that the t- Texans, the Titans, will make the big play on defense against Derek Carr. Force the big turnover against Derrick Carr. I know a lot of people like Derek Carr going to the Saints, but let's not forget Derrick Carr won six games with Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs on his team. So I think this is a close, competitive game, but I think the Defense and the run game of the Titans event make the difference in this game. And that's why I got the Titans beating the saints 24 to 20 on Sunday in New Orleans. But Justin can, we know that Derek Carr and uh, Derek Carr and Dennis Allen were together in a with the Raiders for a short time. Here's the question. Can they win their first game together on Sunday?
2: Yeah, I think they will. I got them 17 to 12 over the Titans look, you know, for Carr, I, I you know, I think it's good for him that he's in a different organization now that's not an absolute train wreck and will use him the best way possible. You know, yeah, maybe there's some kind of struggles early on here trying to figure out, you know, be on the same page with him and the rest of that offense. But, you know, I, I think their defense, I know they struggled to run last year. I know. But I think with Tannehill as a starting quarterback, you could stack that box and make Tannehill try to beat you deep. Try to beat you in the passing game, and I even with DeAndre Hopkins, yeah, I think they made a couple of plays downfield, but I don't think it's enough. And I think the Saints' offense, uh, even with Alvin Kamara out, you know, Jamal Williams, you know, in the backfield, and then you know, I know Keandre Miller, I believe is questionable as well, but if he plays, um, I, I think they do enough offensively where they do knock off the Titans at home
1: righty, moving on to the four o'clock slate. We got the a big NFC North match between the Packers and the Bears. Got two young quarterbacks with the Jordan Love and Justin Fields. And I think this is a fun game. I think this game is fun. I think this game is up and down the field. I think Fields is a big game. I do think Jordan Love plays well in his first start. But I do think Jordan Love will make a big mistake in this game. And I think that'll be the difference in the game. I know, I know the Packers have won nine straight, won eight straight times against the Bears. But all eight of those games, guess who the starting quarterback was? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, now it's Jordan Love. I think that I think that uh, I think, uh, think he will have a good game, but I think he'll make that big mistake in this game. I got to go with experience. Mm-hmm. I got to go with the experienced quarterback. And that's why I got the Bears beating the Packers 31-27. But Justin, can the Packers beat the Bears for the ninth straight time? George- Aaron Rodgers said it when he played him a, a couple years ago. I, I own you. Can they mm-hmm. own him in the Jordan Love era now?
2: I think they do. I got the, the bear. I mean, I got the Packers 23 to 20, you know, I know the bears improved. I know there's, you know, I know there's some excitement around the bears this year, but this was still one of the worst defenses in the league last year. And, you know, I'm excited to kind of see what DJ Moore does with that offense and Justin fields and, you know, how he's progressed this year. Um, You know, and, but I, I like Jordan love. I think he, I think he's going to be okay with the Packers. Again, I, you know, Obviously, he's not going to be the Aaron Rodgers level, um, but I think Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon in the backfield. I think they have a pretty good game on the ground. Um, you know, Christian Watson. I, he played really well at the end of last year. I think he makes some big plays in this one. Jalen uh, Jaden Reed had a nice preseason as well at the Packers. I think they, you know, they they have big games receiving wise, and I think the Packers go on the road to Chicago, and I think they knock them off twenty three to twenty.
1: Yeah. B- b- really b- big game for both teams. Here's the big question. I was, I was thinking about thinking about it right now, which quarterback is under more pressure to perform this year, Jordan love or Justin Fields. I think, I think it's Justin Fields. I think that Fields has to get it done this year. Fields has got to keep, get this team in playoff contention. The Packers, they still have that fifth year with uh, Jordan love. The, and I know the bears do too with Justin Fields. I uh, know they haven't, they haven't have exercised that. Uh, we'll see. They probably will eventually do that, but He's, I know we'll see if they do, but I mean, because he's got to have a big year. Jordan Love, no, I mean, Justin Fields got to have a big year. There's no more excuse anymore for Justin Fields. The fourth quarter interceptions, they have got to stop. Uh, he's got some talent, but he's got to win games. They got DJ Moore now, they got they drafted Darnell Rutt, they improved on the uh, on, on, on defense. The other defense still isn't good, but they've improved. They're not as pathetic as they were last year defensively. So, the big the, to answer this question, who is under more pressure, Justin Fields or Jordan Love? I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Justin Fields.
2: Yeah, I think I will too because I think we we'll love you know because we haven't seen a lot of them. I think there's still a lot of kind of uncertainty. And the, th- and the play thing that is, is, is
1: Brian Gutekunst and uh, and Matt Lafleur willing to move on from Aaron Rodgers. We're willing to try to move on from Aaron Rodgers after he got him to an NFC Championship game to draft this guy. So I do think it's I definitely do think it's Justin Fields.
2: Yeah, because I yeah I think we we'll love too. Yeah, we love we just we haven't seen enough of them yet, and you know. And we kind of don't know what he is yet as a quarterback. And, yeah, with Fields, there was a lot of hope. They traded that first overall pick to go get D.J. Moore. Um, you know, yeah, that defense is a little bit better. The offensive line, they made some upgrades to, you know, the receiving core is going to be better. Um, the running game, the running back sh- should be better. Like, this Bears offense should be pretty good. But, yeah, now it's time for Justin Fields to, you, know, you mentioned, get rid of those interceptions, um, you know, to be a little bit better in the pocket as a passer, you know, the, those are kind of things that we gotta see from Justin Fields this year. And I know for Fields in the Bears team, yeah, like me, this is probably not a playoff team. Maybe It's a team that could kind of compete there. But yeah, if this team wins like four, you know, five they four win games three or again,
1: four, five four games, they're thinking of moving on.
2: Yeah, you know, and and yeah, so I think there's a lot of pressure for this team to kind of compete and be around 500 there. Where for the Packers, I think there's a lot of unknowns right now with with um Jordan Love. And I think that defense, too, is going to keep him a ton of games where the Packers would be around 500. And I just think with, with, you know, and then with Love, too, yeah, just, you know, I I think Love, yeah, he's got one more year. So, yeah, I think there's more pressure right now on field to kind of keep this team competitive, keep this team around the hunt into December.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So we will move on to an NFC West matchup in Seattle as the Rams take on the Seahawks. And I think I think McVay keeps it. He schemes out some some plays for Stafford early on. I think he keeps it close, but eventually the cream is going to rise to the top in this game. The Rams' rosters, the, the the deficiencies on the Rams' roster, are going to show up because defensively, I think they're going to have trouble stopping Kenneth Walker. I think Geno Smith is going to have a big game. I think eventually Stafford, because he might not have Cooper Cup in the game, I think he's going to turn the ball over a couple of times. That's why I got Seattle winning thirty-one to seventeen over the Rams. But last year in Week Seventeen, we saw the Rams give Seattle a lot of trouble in Seattle. Do you think they repeat that this year and end up finishing that game and pulling off the upset?
2: Yeah, I think that's, I think the Rams will keep it close, but I got Seattle win this one, 27 to 20. Um, you know, I know Seattle defense. I know Jamal Adams probably not going to play. Yeah. Cooper Cup's probably not going to play either. Um, so I think, you know, we're going to see some points be scored in this game. Yeah. I think Juno's going to have a really big day. Kenneth Walker, you know, Zach Chabernet, I'm excited that UCLA rookie, uh, to kind of see how the Seattle uses him out of the backfield. And, you know, I know they might not have Jackson Smith at Jigba. Um, you know, Seahawks may not have him as well. But, yeah, I think Geno Smith's going to put up some points. You know, I think Aaron Donald can make kind of, you know, put put pressure on here. The Seattle offensive line, I know, it's gotten a little bit better, but it's still not great. You know, they were – you know, Geno's one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league last year. So I think the Rams will keep this thing close. But, yeah, they – they have the worst defense in the league. The Rams do, and I think Seattle's going to be able to put some points in this game. And I don't think they're going to be able to score enough to uh, knock off Seattle, you know, in uh, you know, in on the road.
1: We got a matchup of two quarterbacks that were picked fifth and sixth in the 2020 NFL Draft: Tua against Justin Herbert. And I think this is going to be a really good game. I think this is going to be a game that uh, both quarterbacks have good games. I think Justin Herbert's going to have a pretty have a good game. Against this Dolphins defense. I think Jalen Ramsey being out is going to be the difference. I think Herbert's going to have a, I think Keenan Allen or Mike Williams is going to have a big day. I think, uh, I think that uh, uh, Jonathan Eckler have a good day in the past game. And I do think Tua has a big game, but I think what the difference is, is I think the pressure the Chargers are going to put on Tua with Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack is going to force Tua to make a big mistake. I think that's what's going to decide the game. I think this is close, really close, really competitive, but I'm going to take Justin Herbert's team over Tua's team. I got the Chargers over the Dolphins 28 24. But Justin can't too get revenge on Justin Herbert from last year.
2: No, I got. I'm agree with you here as well. I got Chargers 28 to 23. Um, big game. You kind of think about it, you know, for potential kind of wild card implications. to teams that are going to be fighting right there. So, um, this could be a big one going, you know, um, you know, for that for you know playoff implications here. But, you know, it sounds like too the Chargers to be more up tempo than they have the last couple of years. And with Kellen Moore, yeah, too, uh, yeah, with um. And without um the Dolphins without having Jalen Ramsey, you mentioned I, I think that's going to be huge for the Chargers. I think they take advantage of that. I think Miami has trouble sl- slowing down this offense and their offensive of the line. I think for for the Chargers, um, you know, th- you know, protects Justin Herbert enough in this one. And I think Tua, yeah, Tua's is going to put up some n- number. You know, some he's gonna, he's going to have a pretty good game. I think you know with how bad the Chargers have been stopping the run, I think Miami's going to have success on the ground game. But it just won't be enough to keep up with the Chargers in this offense. And I like them going one and all this week.
1: Yeah. And the big question is, is the two quarterbacks. And when healthy, the big question is who would you take? Herbert or Tua? I I I, just, I would still take Herbert. I would still take Herbert because Herbert, I feel like could do more with less. Before Tua got Jalen Waddle before he got Tyreek Hill, Tua was not that that good. Tua was not that good. He got better when Tyreek Hill got there. So I think Herbert has done more with less. That's why I would take Herbert over to it. But I do think when healthy, both are top 10 quarterbacks.
2: Yeah. I think both, both quarterbacks. Yeah. Very good. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll take Herbert. I think he's got the bigger arm. Um, it Yeah. Tua before he, he got kind of the weapons upgrade that, you know, Miami kind of gave him last year with Waddle and uh Tyra kill. Yeah. You know, um, Herbert put up a lot of big numbers and especially because that defense hasn't been great. And he's had to play in a lot of high scoring games and, He's been able to kind of win him some. I know that playoff last year was very disappointing the way they blew that game, but um and I know he threw that interception to kind of seal it. But yeah, with Herbert, his the arm that he's got, they series he's got, um, I do like Justin Herbert just a little bit more than I do Tua.
1: All righty, we'll wrap up talking about the Raiders and the Broncos, and I think this is a competitive NFC West, AFC West battle. Raiders have had their number over the last couple of years, but none of those games Sean Payton was coaching in, and I think that's the difference in this game. I think Russell Wilson plays pretty well against this uh, Raiders defense. I think Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they, the, the the Raiders move the ball with Garoppolo, but the problem is, is they don't score touchdowns. They kick field goals, and that's why I got the Broncos beating the Raiders twenty-four to nineteen. But Justin can. Your dad and your brother's team, the Raiders, beat the Broncos for the seventh straight time.
2: I don't think so. Not I don't think they go to Denver and knock them off. I had the Broncos 24 to 23. The you know the Denver at home in the month of September, they're 83, 31, and 2. Like the high altitude, the heat. Um, you know, I I think you know, it comes down late in that game where that Raiders defense is tired. And I know Russell Wilson did not play great. I still have a lot of questions about you know this, and even Sean Payne kind of you know, didn't sound too confident about Russell Wilson, but I think it, this Raiders defense, I think they're going to, I think they're going to be able to score enough in this one to get by um Vegas again, Mac Trosby, you know, I think he's going to get pressure on Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, Chandler Jones or, you know, I, some stuff going on there that doesn't sound, you know, no, I, it sounds like maybe he's his uh up in the air if he's playing or not, but I, I think Denver does enough at home. They're, you know, tough environment. And I think they finally end the skid against the Raiders. All righty. That's going to
1: wrap it up for this edition of Sports Talk with RJ. But we are going to be back in about 10 minutes talking about the week two of the college football season. And the Martian has landed in New York. And we'll be talking about that too. So make sure you tune in in 10 minutes. Jones, first down, wide open. It's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is of his availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team.
2: Look
0: at this; they lob it so he taps it in off the glass. How about that?
2: Porter Mosier, I think right now is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch two for three;
1: he's done his part.
0: Finch is drilled the deep right field toward the
1: poles, and it is. God, they don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball. Because the Yankees are not They're even close to the best organization in baseball.
2: they are trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankee.
0: Hello, my name is Joe Aguilar. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Drawing About the G-Man, and great true crime shows like Sticky Meek, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Iman. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.